Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, there's so many layers to this Jalen Carter story. And different coach, huh? Same result. And last but not least, and for the culture, Prime is putting everybody on notice that he's running things. That's all coming up next, right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, Speaking of today, today is a very interesting day. It's been a very hectic day as well. Um, when you're talking about news coming down, when we got the news this morning that Jalen Carter has been arrested on two charges for reckless driving and racing. Both of those are misdemeanor counts. And we know that, you know, the report of Todd McShay about the character issues and everything, those things are going to start coming back up for him. And when you think about this whole situation what went down with Devin Willick and Chandler LaCroix and they got into that accident and this is what this is being linked to like he was racing with uh, Chandler LaCroix and uh, Willick was in a passenger in the vehicle and LaCroix was at the wheel they were racing that night and we come to find out that he was involved and he left the scene of the scene of the accident and we know that when you talk about those type of things T there was some serious offenses, and I think the NFL draft status right now is a moot point. Yeah, yeah, and and it really, really is because it brings back so many emotions for so many people because now right. you're getting all of these layers and levels of details about what happened. So similar to what Kirby Smart put out in his statement this morning, they're still wrapping their minds around the tragedy of losing Willock and LaCroix for starters. So mm. now here this information comes uh, courtesy initially reported from the AJC.com as a part of their investigation. And listen, they were only doing their jobs, right? right. They yep. only follow the evidence and follow the trails and here's where it led. But yeah, very difficult situation because not only are we talking Jalen Carter who has vaulted back into the number one spot for the upcoming draft, but we're talking about a Jalen Carter who was literally on the heels, on the heels of his conversations with the media today, that was he was on his way to that. And also, of course, his medical testing, which I believe he was able to still complete his medical testing before he was able before he rather he left Indianapolis. But the SVP for the NFL International Communications did confirm that uh, Carter amongst six players did indeed leave Indianapolis. Now, interestingly enough, Jarvis, I'm going to put this out here because this may actually give some context and texture to what you were sharing as well. Jalen's statement just listed, and I quote, this morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants, as you mentioned, have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me 
against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. And I wanted to share that, Jarvis, because mm -hmm. one of the things you and I pre-briefed about was the fact that we don't know all the facts. Right. We have a basic knowledge of the facts that you shared very specifically relative to what the athens clark county police department shared so right. we have that information but other than that basic information that we'll talk a little bit more about we're all trying to wrap our minds around right. exactly what this this means both for the humans involved who are still reeling from those deaths from a month right. and a half ago as right. well as what this might do to impact jalen carter not just the draft for the sake of oh is he now going to be the number one pick but this is his life we're talking about yeah and what this yeah. might mean for not just for his draft status as it relates to his professional life for going forward a lot of layers to this thing yeah and, and the, the 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 concern that i have because you know you know being a former college athlete you know i've been in situations where the end result didn't necessarily affect me but I know I put myself in a situation that could yes. have ended up being yeah. a, a whole, totally different situation and potentially losing my life, you know, because I've been in cars with people drinking and, and, and been in a situation where I'm behind the steering wheel as well and going at speeds that I know I'm not supposed to be going. And so, mm -hmm. so when these, when this, when this, when this story came about, I kind of, now, now, get me wrong. I, I, I felt for Devin. I, I yeah. feel for Chandler Lacroix because to yeah. lose your life at that age is, I, it's, it's unfathomable. Because and then the, you're talking about the family and all that situation. It just kind of piles on as far as like the sorrow and everything, empathy that I have for those people. Indeed, indeed. You know what I mean. So I, I think, but I think that when you talk about the person in Jalen Carter, and I really like that that one part where he said he said he's going to go back to Athens yes. and answer those questions to make sure that the truth gets out because here's what here's the thing like we we, we know that the Todd McShade reports came out and we know how some people like who who covered this team like you and I we were mm -hmm. like what wait a minute what is all this about so right, and, and, right. and then it was it was mostly speculation right because he wasn't really specific as to mm -hmm. what 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 those character questions were so now that we have some some evidence that people can add to that like hey he's out here driving recklessly and speeding right. and racing here so yeah obviously it's character issues right so they can right. justify that reports so and, mm -hmm. and that's what i don't want to happen i don't want justifications of things that aren't factual so right with Jalen, I, I i hope everything gets cleared up and you know he's able to you know answer those questions and, and, and be honest and be truthful um this time around you know you know what i'm saying and, and hopefully get this situation resolved because Indeed. bringing these feelings and thoughts and, and everything back up to that january january 15th event is, is is hurting for a lot of people outside of Jalen carter or or mm -hmm. the uh the willock family and the Lacroix family so they they don't want to go through this again and and i think that's the people that i i think about when it comes to this particular situation yeah and that's a great point because you know that's something that i was saying as well just kind of sent a quick tweet out because you know it drag it tugs at our hearts and it's like let's right. show some patience and let's yeah. show some grace because of the pain of what happened to dogs dog nation and all of those who are affected by it that is still very very raw and again we still have details we still have to remember that innocent 
until proven guilty is the law of this land. And all we know right now is that there are two misdemeanor charges leveled by the Athens Clark County Police Department regarding what happened, the event, the events on the night of January 15th, and that Jalen Carter has acknowledged that he is returning to Athens, Georgia to address them front and center. Absolutely. And like I said, as we go along, we'll definitely be talking about it and giving you guys our thoughts on this particular situation and checking to make sure for updates so we can give all the up-to-date information because that's what we're about right here on ATL Day 1. Speaking of up-to-date information, we got some up-to-date conversations or comments from uh, uh, one Terry Fontenot T. And uh, I thought this was a little interesting. I want you to check out Terry Fontenot talking about Mm -hmm upgrading the pass rush when we talk about pass rush it's not just about the defensive line or the d tackles or the defensive ends you want to add everywhere because it doesn't matter how quick you're getting to the quarterback if the coverage isn't good then it doesn't matter hmm. Hmm. now when you hear that t you know I, I, you know what? You know, I want you to go first because I, I got an idea where I think you can go because I have some thoughts on to, as to that, you know, that 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 comment. But uh, I, I would love to hear what, what you 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 give me the Tanitra translation on, on, on one Terry Fontenot. So I feel like that was Terry Fontenot doing GM coach speak. And letting- <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Terry does not do coach speak and GM speak the way others do, where it's like you feel like he's tap dancing and telling you lies, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or trying to do smoke and mirrors. But I do think that he's just leveraging to make right. sure that you understand that while he knows, like you said, based on the fact that Ryan Nielsen is starting to have an effect on him and how they think about what the Absolutely. where the war is won in the trenches. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just wants to let you know he's just kind of laying out the foundation. And let me just say it this way, Jarvis. And I have two two theories, so I'm gonna try to be quick with it. The first theory is he's laying it out that way because number eight is still a leveraging tool. I said that when we talked about yeah. it, I think Monday we started talking about it. And the fact that everybody keeps talking about them jumping up. Why the Falcons have to jump up? The Falcons could go down because mm-hmm. That draft, depending on if it went like last year, everybody went QB crazy, that could drop somebody into the Falcons' lap or someone could project to even be there at 10 or 12 or 14, and they could get some assets. You know, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, what? What happened? Right. Just keep going. But yeah, like for real, so many things can happen. So I think he's just kind of leveraging to say, hey, if I don't just go and get an edge rusher, right there at eight and it's that guy whoever your guy is whoever your guy is that it's it's perfectly okay because i'm still going to get somebody that's going to impact the game in the trenches and i say that loosely because we still know there are some things that could or could not happen with caleb mcgarry that's my part one Jarvis. my quick part two is look man if you don't go out and get an edge rusher at number eight or somebody that can lay hands i hear what you're saying in blessings. terms of yes, I'm talking like lay like, hands and yes, I'm sign of the cross and some oil holy water, like yep. at the in, at all the cross, it. all that. I need all that. <laughs> that guy standing over you, saying, "I hope Jesus helps you up because I'm not going to." Yeah, that absolutely. guy, we want him, okay? Yeah. And so, yeah, I hear what you're saying. You're absolutely right. It does take on some level all eleven and and in particular your front seven. I get that, but. I really just hope he was kind of like 
kind of leveraging and making sure that if we it goes in a different direction, we'll kind of be okay, but we're not going to be okay. I really just hope he was saying that because, because we don't know what some of those other teams are going to do that are hovering around that eight spot. Yeah. I, and I, and I'll, and I'll kind of, I'll sum it up like this. All it meant, all they, all they meant when he said that was the fact that there's going to be an emphasis on the defense as a whole. And, yeah. and they're yeah. going to, they're going to add on every level. Yes. And, and I have We're no okay. issue with that. Let's just start with the defensive line. Like like to, yeah. the Tanitra mantra says, okay. like we are still going, rolling with that on ATL day once. We want you to roll with, with an app because you know why? What's the app, Jarvis? Um, it is the FanDuel Sportsbook app, fanduel.com slash locked on. That's where you need to go to because guess what? For all you new customers, they got $1,000 for you. If you don't win on your first bet, they call it the no sweat first bet. So all you got to do is go there, download that app, and you can jump in on the, get in on the action, man. That's what you need to do because, you know, all you got, once you download the app, it's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You don't have to worry about nobody sharing your information and all that stuff. And then you can bet on everything from the money line, the point scores, the threes drain. The Hawks play Friday night. Trey Young. What's the over under? What's the what's, what? What? Where do I need to go? They got all of that right there just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com/slash/lockedon. That's FanDuel, not Blue. Um, dot com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. And as you were saying that, Jarvis, my first thought was you better go check that over under for Dame Lillard out here dropping 70 points oh, on folks Lord. and coming into With the 13 threes. Like, good Lord. Right. That's, the guy. Yes, that's the line that you probably want to watch. God help the Hogs get ready for him. And of course, they tried to do what they thought or what some could have thought was a was going to be a tune-up type of game last right. night, right? Mm-hmm. But honestly. There's not that much difference from eight to 10, right? Hogs being yeah. in the eighth spot, Wizards at the time being in the 10th spot. And you're hoping, but you got Quinn Snyder. And maybe he can put a little bit of a tweak and a touch here and there to get them the W, a much needed W in their very first matchup with the Wizards this season. It didn't come. It was a 119-116 loss Tuesday, the 13th home loss of this season. And, you know, one of the things we were looking for was whether or not there would be an obvious difference. We talked about seeing that in the team yesterday. I mean, did you? And if you did, can you let me know what it was? Woo, wow. Um, to be honest with you, on the surface, mm-hmm. it seemed like there was a difference, right? You know, just from a – it seemed like there was some a different level of intensity from a defensive standpoint at – points but not consistently which is right. what we're used to seeing yeah. <laughs> so because yep. like to start that game off t i'm sitting up here like okay kyle kuzma i know he's he's a, he's a better player mm-hmm. but is he really that dog on right, right. <laughs> like kyle kuzma out here getting buckets Bucket. like i was just like straight buckets t i'm just like and then the lane to start looking like a layup line again i'm just like all right man y'all making my head hurt with all this stuff <laughs> and, right. and, and then towards the, at the end of the game when you got bradley bill giving your best defensive player all he wanted he gave DeJounte murray all he wanted and there was nothing they nothing. could do so i'm sitting up here like okay like if your best guy which we know he's out there giving the one hundred percent on that on that yeah. on that end of the floor. 
it's like if your best guy can't do anything, like it was just that night. It was just your night. But the one thing that really, really stood out to me, though, T, was mm-hmm. the fact that John Collins mm-hmm. was not in the at the end of that game. I think it was about four minutes left mm-hmm. in the game. Sadiq Bay was in the game and he was not there to end the game. And I'm sitting up here like, hey, baby. Bay. <laughs> I love it Because <laughs> the man was on fire from three on And five. when John just can't hit threes anymore Like yeah. he, that, Those days are gone Seemingly yeah. uh, But were they and ever we, really here But go ahead I mean, the, the, like you saw the improvement better Right clip. from year to better year yeah, you you got, he, he, better, he starts shooting at a better clip yes. But like this year This season specifically When he's shooting a three I know it's not going in I know for a fact. I was yes, like, "There's agree. no chance that that." Because he even yeah. took one in in the fourth quarter, and, and he put, when it went up, I was like, "There's no way that ball is going in," and it was mm-hmm. literally off the rim. And next thing you know, I seen 41 strolling right on up in the game, and I was just like, "Cause they need that." They yeah. with the type of guards that they have on this team, mm-hmm. they're going to be open threes that you have to make, and they yes, don't shoot yes. enough threes in the first place. So when you have a guy, when you're not shooting that as many as you possibly can, and you have guys who you know that they're not going to go in, that is a bad combination. And I think that we, I'll be interested to see how this goes in these next twenty games. T, what that rotation looks like going forward at that four spot, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out with Quinn Snyder. And I'm so glad you said that, Jarvis. Allow me to have just a little bit of a moment where I bring in our girl, Lauren Williams. She just sent a tweet that I think is tangential to what you just said. Jalen Johnson, Mm -hmm. of course, didn't play last night. It was more of a nine-man rotation. But Mm -hmm. at practice today, Quinn Snyder pointed out that we don't see many 10, 11-man rotations. He reiterated again, though, that the Hawks need J.J. and that he and A.J. Griffin could swap in and out of rotations. And I do believe that he means that. Like, I think that's a genuine comment for him. Right. him. I yeah. think he wanted to see what essentially what his top nine were going to do in the lineup. And I think you make a great point. When Sadiq Bey is hitting and AJ Griffin is hitting, you got to leave those guys in there because how Absolutely. many times did we have head scratchers when Nate McMillan would take them out at critical moments, especially AJ Griffin, and we'd be like, what are you Put AJ doing? back in. What are you the doing? Man is like literally hitting. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Own, leave him in. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it kind of felt. Yeah, you make the adjustment. Right. So that's kind of what I, I just wanted to kind of uh, throw that in there because I thought it was interesting based on the exact point you just made. But that said, I kind of felt like it was different coach, same result. But I'm going to give it a caveat because yes, the result was the same in that the Hawks had a 10 point lead. They blow it down the stretch. Trey gets a couple of open looks and he doesn't do anything with it. Uh, some other things that I saw happen. Nine tenths of a second left on the clock before halftime. And unfortunately, Trey gets called for a phantom foul. Trey should not have been called for that. At but all. You got the call. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but you got nine tenths on the clock. Inbound that bad boy and just heave it up and see what happens. I saw a team just kind of walk off the court like, la, la, la. That mm-hmm. bothered me. Jarvis, because I feel like every moment in a in a potentially close game with a potentially close playoff race should be a dagger moment for you. Like, what yeah. if you hit that? Yep. You could that could be some serious momentum. Yep. Or God forbid, oh wait a minute, Jarvis, here's a new one. What if you try to hit it and then your guy gets fouled and gets three free throw shots? Yeah, that's a different. It could happen. Three point yeah. swing right there. There it is. So, and you just hit the nail on the head. You lose by three points. You lose by three points. It 
those are the little moments where we definitely don't want to always say it comes down to one play, but you can point to individual plays where you right. can see that it could have come down to that or situations like points in the paint. I mean, both are out there, even though Clint Capella had a good game, but it goes back to you and what you said, which is we need your whole front court to defend the paint, not just giving all of the responsibility to Clint Capella, right? Can't be all so I saw, yeah, so I saw that happening again. You got Clint Capella out here stealing balls and blocking what the heck i mean yeah. just yeah now what i did like was um you know the the turnover rate was uh single digits and you and i yeah. talked about that a couple nights ago so they were at least back to that and right. i felt like they did for the most part take three pointers when they were supposed to i didn't see a lot of threes that were just heaved up early in the clock that's why i said i wanted to put a caveat on it because right. i believe that those are the kinds of things that quinn snyder will tweak i believe he spent a lot of time observing last night and coaching which is a tough balance but i yeah. thought he did a good job of that trying to make assessments that i do think if you give this team an opportunity they'll do what they're supposed to do because he's a mentally tough guy and he's going to get you where you need to be with mental toughness as well yeah and and that's what it's all about because we know that like the uh, speed dating process was that was hiring Quinn Snyder and, and, and marry him to you know Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, John Collins, Clint Capella, and Deontay Hunter. Like, like you know what I mean? Like hey, how you doing, Coach? I love you, Coach. Oh, like, go give me better, Coach. Yeah, I got you, Coach. You know, so those are some of the things that you know we have to kind of work through. That like even though it's a great it's a great scenario. Oh, Quinn Snyder comes in with twenty three games left, and he takes them on to the sixth seed, and they get a home playoff round, and uh, and the Hawks as an organization are make, able to make some home court money and all blah, 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 all that stuff. No, this is the real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Coach came in there and he, he even kind of, you know, showed some deference to uh, Joe Pronti by drawing yes. the last the play on the, on the last play, um, excuse me, the last shot of the game. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the things that he's going, that's the real. That's what we're going to have to say, okay, he's really feeling his way out. The man was on a mm -hmm. two-month vacation in Costa Rica, T. Like, what are we talking about? Okay. And, I mean, at some point, we're going to talk about it for the culture. Not today, but right. I'm trying to get two-month vacation life. I'm trying to live that lifestyle. <laughs> what that life here known? <laughs> but anyway, but, but, but what I'm saying is, like you said, we're going to have to practice some patience. Um, but it is frustrating that, you know, we start to see some of the same things that came about with Nate. We start to see it with Quinn Snyder at the helm as well. But you just can't get rid of bad habits, habits overnight. That's just the reality of it. It became a habit for a reason. And so that was my thought. And you know, I just got one question for you maybe, and I wanna kind of sum it up with my one quick as well, but I wanna defer to you first. And then, hey, we got more conversation and reaction for you guys tomorrow. So please come back because we got some more things that we wanna deep dive into ahead of that Hawks Blazer showdown Friday night. That said, Jarvis, one positive or one negative, your choice in what you saw in Quinn Snyder's debut last night. Uh, it would have to be the, the the decision to make an adjustment, right? Because it's it would be normal as all go, all going to hell. Nobody would really question it if you leave John Collins in the game. But given the situation, given what Sadiq Bay was bringing to the game, it I, I, I it was almost refreshing for yes. him to kind of adjust that rotation, saying, you know what, mm -hmm. bump that rotation. I'm feeling this. Uh, my feeling is. I need to put 41 in the game. And that's what I am really encouraged by. Yeah, I like that as well. And also, 
it wasn't necessarily that AJ Griffin had his greatest game. Obviously, he only had two points. That's not really AJ like, right? And right. Onyeka Okongu struggled a little bit because he got into some foul trouble. Some of it not of his own doing. There, there were some bad calls last night. But I, I wanted to just co-sign on what you said in terms of the minutes and the usage of the bench because let's just face it, the starters are what they are. But the bench, it's kind of a different, you know, sometimes bogey shows up. You like feel it out, yeah. Night. Feel it out and let's see who has the hot hand. And sometimes that's a hot hand on offense. And sometimes that's a hot hand on defense because low-key, Bogey's numbers may not show it. And, in fact, I'll even pull his numbers real quick from last night. 16 uh, points, two assists, and, you know, no steals or blocks or and just two rebounds. But Jarvis, he had active hands. And he was mm-hmm. everywhere. He wasn't standing still last night. So I just wanted to co-sign on what you said in terms of making the adjustments, feeling out the game, and kind of really seeing who's bringing what to the table at what point in the game. Look forward to seeing more of that Friday and talking about more of it. But listen, we know the biggest story in all of sports right now is Jalen Carter. And that is, I'm sure, what the guys over at Locked On Sports today are talking about. So don't forget to check those guys out. And listen, we know that can be a stressful situation. And we don't want to make light of that stressful situation. We definitely are praying for everybody who's caught up in that situation like we said if you want to hear reaction to it you know where to check it out here and check them out as well on the odyssey app or wherever you download your podcast actually not so much the odyssey app uh but wherever you download your podcast youtube youtube and youtube it's really more about built bar and last night maybe last night stretched you out a little bit because you saw trey (laughs) with the ball in his hand two times before the game was over and you thought money it wasn't money so get yourself a built bar and it'll make everything okay. Churro, almond, all kinds of cool flavors, 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, what? And only 130 calories? I think you got a winner there. Go to built.com or you can go to Walmart or you can go to Sam's Club if you like to buy in bulk. Just remember, everything's going to be okay if you got a built bar. Absolutely. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Now, we know all the conversations that were had when Deion Sanders, prime as I refer to him as, went, took his happy behind from Jackson State on up to Colorado. And, you know, prime, when when you hire a guy, a, a coach like that, you know, there's going to be some things that come with that. And I think that when you sent me this video of Prime sitting at the head of a table with some people that were, you know, that looked like him, you know, some black folk and some people that didn't look like him and some, uh, some queer people, you know what I'm saying? Cool white folks, you know what I'm saying? This is a mixture. Nice little kumbaya. And he was sitting up there at that table, T. But when that man said, yeah, so when I got my theme music, when I say hit my theme music, <laughs> I almost I lost it. We are so <laughs> alike because like, that's the part that got me to hit my theme music. <laughs> what you said, player? What? Like, how can you get mad at a dude like this? Now, he did say some stupid stuff the other week, but, you know, we'll talk about that another day. But, like, how can you sit up here and take this man seriously and not absolutely just fall out laughing of him trying to explain the timing of which the band need to start playing that music after he says, hit my thing. And you're going to see the reaction of what happens and how it hypes him up. And it was so funny because our 
and you guys should check out the video. We'll, we'll actually we'll we'll tweet it to you guys because yes, we'll tweet it out on lock, at Lock Away to you. Yes, exactly. Because I had three reactions, and that's why I wanted Jarvis to speak on it. Because my first reaction was, "I'm a sister, so I'm going to see what the sisters at the table are doing." Oh, Notice the sisters' heads were down because they were like, "We don't know where this is going. We don't know where this is going. We're just going to play like we're taking notes because yeah. we don't know where this foolishness is going." Those girls never looked up. And then the, the, um, the, the, the white coaches, on the other hand, were like, okay, so Prime, okay, coach, yes, we get it. So the music is going to be. And it was like, they were so methodical with it. And it was like. They were like, really trying to understand. They were trying to, exactly. And I was like, that's when you hit them with the South Side, with the, with the Southern. Bless oh. your heart. Because they were trying. Like, they yeah, legitimately they really understand the cadence yeah. and the tone. And do we do it at 147? Or do we do it at the 156 mark? Or, like, is it when you, like, stride out? Or was it? Is it when you, you know, dance out? Like, huh? I mean, they were trying to figure it out. And they couldn't get it. It was the end. And this when I went to my grave. At the end, when the young lady, you know, a European sister, said, uh... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, so yeah, normally we uh we play this, but you know, I think if we can do this at this time and when when you when you wanted to do it and then when you be able to do it like that, I think it'll just be really great. And Prime was just like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey. I was just like, Yeah, man. I said this one right oh, here. Man. But I will tell you the one thing oh, that did goodness. kind of frustrate me, and again, you guys need now this. You need to hit us with your comments on. You need to email us, please, or us or DM because there was a, a heated debate on Twitter about it this morning, and mm -hmm. the debate basically was about whether or not we felt like he was a culture vulture. Well, he's a black man, so he ain't vulture nothing. Okay, it's yeah. his culture. It's his. So I yeah. don't agree with that part, but I do agree with it being a culture vulture of HBCUism. And the thing about it is, as long as yeah. you recognize continuously where it came from, the way that Ohio State kind of uh, developed this relationship with Southern because they know like, okay, you do your little dot of the I.O. or whatever the heck you do, but this right here, these are the originators of all of this and they developed a respect for one another. So if Colorado yeah. can develop a respect for the culture that is HBCU football and HBCU sports and HBCU culture, I have no problem with it. But if you dare take it there, whether it's Deion Sanders or that program, and try to act like it's your own, I'm just going to fall back and let the Twitter folks come for you. Okay? Yes. And we know how the, the, the vultures will be lurking and ready to pounce because the HBCU world is real. It is real. And they will come for you and they will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, we won't have to come for you or find you, you know, in that particular situation because you guys come to us each and every day and make ATL day ones your first listen of the day. We really appreciate that from you. How about this? Uh, one, one quick, another request. Go ahead and make Locked On Sports today your second listen of the day because we know they're going to be talking about the big news, whether it be Jalen Carter or uh, spring training. They got all the big news of the day. The NFL combines going down. So, Everything that you're looking for as far as the national news, Locked On Sports Today has got you covered. You can find them wherever you find this podcast. Just scroll right on over to Locked On Sports Today. We're the A's, so you know we up first. And then all you got to do is scroll down to the L's, and you'll find it right there. So, you know, before, you know, I think one of the things that, you know, T, that I, I like to do, you know, as we get ready to get on up out of here, I always ask people one request. And I think today 
it serves as a, a even bigger request and, and it should be easy to you make sure you go out there and share love show love and most importantly spread love